0: I think of this scripture verse in Matthew 8, 20, Jesus saith unto him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. That little bird didn't find its nest. So it came to church this morning. And I think that's remarkable. If you want to watch the bird, go on and watch him. It's very unusual for a bird to be here. He probably would rather you listen to the word of God. But if you want to watch him, that's up to you. We have three passages of scripture this morning. One in Psalm 85. Wilt thou not revive thy people, that thy people may rejoice in thee? In Isaiah 40, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And in Revelation chapter 10, verse 6, The angel which I saw stand upon the sea and and upon the, the earth did up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created the heavens and the things that therein and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea, the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. Well, Dr. Ivan H. Haggerton has written concerning what we call the end. We're always coming to the end of something. We come to the end of the day. We come to the end of childhood. We come to the end of youth. We come to the end of a prime adult life. We come to the end of the earthly work. And finally, we come to the end of life itself. We have just come to the end of a special week of singing and preaching. Concerning the end of time, We will come to the last day of our earthly journey. We'll say our last goodbye. We'll give our last salute. We'll say our last word. There will be our last heartbeat and last heartbreak. The Bible warns us to prepare for that final day. Right now, God says, prepare to meet thy God. O Israel, many people never plan for that final day. The reason people go to hell is because they do not plan for their final day in the earth. Over the grave of King Joseph II of Austria are found these words. Here lies a man who with all the best intentions never, never carried out a single plan. Sounds like some of us. Too busy. We have no time to pray, no time to consider, no time to decide. We come to the end never having decided to believe God. But praise God, during this past week, many have thought through their life plan and did decide to invite Christ to make a difference in their lives. Some by professing their faith in Christ. Others by giving up pet, pet habits, Amen. others offering their lives to Christ anew Amen. by making eternal decisions. And there will never be an end to those things. So as we think about the days that have passed, let's ask God to set our mind toward things that are to come. I don't know if you've ever noticed birds the bird that is with us this morning can't decide whether he wants to be there or here. Sometimes over there, sometimes there. People are like that. They dash back and forth and never can decide where they're going to land. In Habakkuk chapter three, oh Lord, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years Make known in wrath, remember mercy. God was trying to say something to Israel. Their faith had failed. They had sinned. The burden that Habakkuk saw, he cried, how long shall I cry? And the answer to the Lord, I will work a work in your days which you will not believe. I will raise up the Chaldeans which will march through the land the enemy might be an enemy nation, which it was in Habakkuk's day. It might be the enemy of pulling away from God. It might be the enemy of failure to brag on the Lord and tell His message to others. Whatever the enemy, Habakkuk argues with God, thou art pure of eyes than to allow anything to happen to us. And God says, Habakkuk, stand on your watch and see what I will do. Then Habakkuk calls out, O Lord, I've heard thy speech. I was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work. Someone has said revival is falling in love with the Lord all over again. When God's people get excited about Him, begin to talk about Him and invite Him be the king of our lives and invite others to him. We set dates on the calendar. We have a great preaching. We have great opportunity. We have dates for preaching. But after this, what? When those things come to an end, what then? I wanna suggest three R's. Number one, rejoice. Rejoice. When you come to the end of life, if you're saved, rejoice. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. We've never seen it yet. Eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither that entered into the heart of man what God hath prepared for them that love him. But his Holy Spirit has given us a glimpse, that place where there will be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more death. No more misunderstanding. We need to rejoice today because the prophets had preached. Lord Jesus preached and taught and healed. The apostles preached. Brother Lonnie Mattingly preached. Brother Ed Snyder sang. We've seen revival in past years. Many were blessed with the word. In the days of Habakkuk, some had heard and would not believe and come. In our day, Some believe and come, and some do not. Some have heard, and they say no. The second word that I would suggest this morning is repent. Repent. When the meeting was going on, some of us did not come we do not bring a lost friend to hear the word who really cares if men are lost that thing moves into our hearts over and over and over again do we really really care i to read something from colossians chapter 3 i was reading it last night Listen to what God says to us. In Colossians chapter three, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ is our life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them, but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Fill the communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. We rejoice in that we've been reminded to put off all these things. Ill will, unforgiveness, Those things that do not honor Christ. Sometimes the clothes we wear. The styles we copy. The songs we sing. The music we listen to that dulls our ears to the heavenly song. When we come to the end of the way, those things won't matter at all. Our heart will be listening for the tunes of heaven. The Lord willing tonight, if I'm physically able, I'm gonna preach on the songs they sing in heaven. Over there, we're going to sing some of those beautiful songs anyone has ever heard. Thank God for the songs we sang here today. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that song the choir sang a while ago, and the trumpet, and Brother brother Marcus, I'd rather have Jesus. These are songs that reflect what's happened in the inner heart. If the inner heart still craves after the old things, we need revival if the inner system of our life still craves the crazed music of this age, then we need some touch of God in our hearts. We rejoice that we've heard the word, the word of God has been preached, but now we need to repent because we have not done what God told us to do. I wonder how many of us have had the Holy Spirit speak to our heart about a matter. Maybe trusting Christ as Savior. Maybe recognizing that God has revealed Himself in Jesus Christ. God did not reveal Himself in Buddha. God did not reveal reveal Himself in the Eastern religions. God reveals Himself as a man. If you looked at an anthill and you wondered, what do those ants think? How come they make plans for the future? How come they all gather around that ant hole? How come they congregate? What caused them to do that? The only way you could really find out is to become an ant and get down there among the ants and they would tell you And so God, so concerned and so filled with love for people, looked over the balconies of heaven. He said, I'm going down to see what they think and what they're like and why they're doing what they're doing. And he came in Jesus Christ, born in a manger in Bethlehem. He lived among men. He listened to what they said. He heard their thoughts. And then he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Those that heard that have gone to be with him in heaven. Those that rejected it are spending eternity away from God. I don't care what country you come from, whether it's America, Argentina, Mexico, Brazil, wherever it's from, if you've heard about Jesus and you've said no to the Son of God, you've said no to heaven, you've said no to God, and you can sit there and listen and say it doesn't make any difference but I guarantee it does. There needs to be repentance in our hearts toward God. If you're here today and you've never been saved, you've never put your faith in Jesus, I plead with you today, turn away from sin, turn away from self, turn away from the old things, turn away from the old philosophies, and turn to Christ. And let Jesus come in. I cannot tell you how grateful we were and All of us were. We saw Maggie come to Christ the other day. Then we saw Nick come to Jesus. I wish you could be here the other night when he gave his testimony, talking about what Christ means and how before Christ there was sadness. He didn't know Jesus. And now there's a smile on his face. And uh, Nick, you've been a blessing to all of us. We thank God for you. You know, when Christ comes in, he changes us. If he has not changed you, he may not be in your heart. If there's been no change, if you still laugh at the old things of the world and you still crave the old things of the world, there's something wrong in your heart. For when Christ comes in, he changes the desires, the ambitions, the plans, the purposes. He changes everything. And he makes you a citizen of heaven. I wanna ask you, where's your citizenship? Paul said, My citizenship is in heaven, from whence we look for the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. He's coming again. We don't know the day, we don't know the hour. But he says, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Put on, therefore, the elect of God, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. For any men have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also do ye. And above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body. And be ye thankful that the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Now, everybody is not the same. I recognize that. Everybody has hangovers from the old life. One good reason to win children to Jesus is they don't have much of an old life to give up. You just think what children are saved from now the question of teenagers teenagers if you were saved really 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 saved when you were young some people make professions and have not been saved that's testified to over and over again by people coming down the aisle and say I made a profession when I was 8 or 9 or 7 or 6 or something and I never was saved but now I'm giving my heart to Christ and Christ makes a difference in your life Whatever age you are, if Christ really comes into your heart when you're young, you're salvaged from a lot of things that the world has to go through. You have put on Christ. You've mortified the deeds of the flesh. You've walked with Him. So, if that has not happened, There needs to be repentance toward God and renewed faith in the Lord Jesus. The last word I want to give you, the three R's, rejoice, repent, and then remember. Remember. Remember to renew our commitment to the Lord. President Roosevelt at World War II beginning said this, and I remember it. I was 11 years old when World War II began, it was on Sunday. The bombs had been dropped at Pearl Harbor, we heard it on the radio, the neighbors came out on the porches to talk about it. And President Roosevelt said this, we must remember our steadfast reliance upon the providence of God. No problem in the world today, social, political, or economic, that would not find a solution he approached in the spirit of revival and the Sermon on the Mount. You imagine a president of the United States saying that to a nation beginning the tragedy of World War II? Let's renew our first love to the Lord. Renew the commitment we first made to the Lord. Love the Lord Jesus with all our heart. Love his church and the work of the church. Recognize the great work he has given us to do. Reaching out through the visitation. Preferably considering serving the bus ministry. Thankfully serving in the Sunday School and Train Union. Thank God for the mission ministry. Help us raise funds to send more teams. Help us to pray that God will provide funds to pay for the Christian school. And listen, God led us for 25 years to consider another location. In 1993, we bought the location on Cave Mill Road. Ten years later, the committee decided to build. We did build a building that houses a school. I think many felt we were building a church. I guarantee you, if we had built a building that looked like a church out there, we did not have the conflict we're having today. One day, there may be able to be a building that looks like a church on the front part of that property. That's what I'm praying for. Some get in a hurry and say, well, let's do this quickly, let's do this and this. Let's wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. God provides little by little. Many of you in this room have enough funds for next year. You have it in your bank. Maybe in your, in your, whatever you call it. Those things you put in the bank. Can't even think what they're called, I don't have any. But some of you do not have any money for next year. How are you gonna get along? You're gonna worry and scratch your hair and pull your hair and walk the floor and say, I don't know what I'm gonna do, next year I don't have any money. No, you're not going, you're gonna walk by faith. And this church needs to walk by faith today and tomorrow and until there are no tomorrows. Walk by faith. Now, if what I'm saying means nothing, God will reveal that. And it could be, I've been wrong many, many times. I make a lot of mistakes. But right now, my attitude is, Lord, what are you saying to us? Lord, give us the wisdom to repent. To rejoice, to remember how good you've been to us all through the years, and maybe not get in a hurry to do something we would regret later. God grant that. Now, those of us in this auditorium this morning, what will you do with Jesus? Everybody here has to do something. You either say no to Jesus, I'm not gonna trust you, I heard about you, I don't believe you, I'm not gonna believe in you. You're gonna have to say that and you'll pay for it at the end of the life. There's gonna come a day when the angel of the Lord will stand and say, time will be no more. And when that moment comes, you're going to have to face eternity alone. Don't do that. Don't do that. All day long he holds out his hand. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. If you'll come with your sins, with your hurts, with your questions, with your judgments, with your misjudgments, with your hypocrisy, whatever it is, come. Come. He will not cast you out. He's not going to turn you away. He will invite you to walk with him, to talk with him, and he'll tell you that you're his own. And the joy you'll hear falling on your ear, none other has ever heard. What a wonderful thought. Christ loves you so very much. And if you are saved, if you're God's child, let's walk by faith. Let's rejoice in what God has done. Let's repent where we have not repented. But let's remember that without Him, we can do nothing. Come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord. He will surely give you rest by trusting in His word. Only trust Him, trust Jesus. He who knew no sin, became sin for us. All to him I owe. Sin left a crimson stain, but Jesus washed it white as snow. Let's pray together. Our Father, we thank you for the goodness of God. We thank you for the Word of God and all of its authority and power. Lord, I pray today that someone would turn away from self, turn away from an old philosophy, Turn away from nothingness and turn to Christ and let Jesus be all in all in their lives. In Jesus' name we ask it, amen. Let's stand, please. We're gonna sing that great hymn, come every soul by sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord. He will surely give you rest by trusting in his word. What page is that? 163. 463, let's turn there. And when you've found it, listen carefully. Don't say no to God this morning. You may be a young boy or young girl. You may be a teenager. You may be a young, young adult. Maybe you're an older person. Whatever God has said to your heart, do it. Do it today. Don't put it off.